Previously on Planet Arcana. When last we caught our courageous crew, they were at the opulent Gothic mansion of names for our two Vlad honorific, surrounded by attendees who chanted offers of their true names in an initiation ritual. All the while, Riot alone hears the Devil Arcana's promise of dire consequences. Unable to resist the devil, Riot is compelled to drink of the so-called Initiation Caesar. But Crater Wayne, sensing something is amiss, prevents her from partaking. They attempt to make their excuses, but departure is not in the program. And amidst rising tensions, Vlad's crony, Coax Archaic, plunges the room into a magical darkness, thwarting our party's escape. A scuffle ensues as Vlad's initiates grab hold of young Celestine Wanderoff, hurling him into a magically concealed hole in the floor. He yells into the darkness for Crater and, paternal instincts ablaze, Crater jumps in after him with Riot close behind. Thus, the crew find themselves trapped in the basement alongside several coffins, an ornate locked door, and a viscous substance leaking from the walls. As the liquid begins to take form, Riot hastily and expertly picks the lock on the door, revealing Vlad himself in bed amongst black silk sheets deep in his big sleeve. Seeing an opportunity to accelerate their plans, the crew send word to Finale 13 to meet them within the networks, and they settle into bed next to Vlad, following the familiar buzzing sound into the digital network. Upon arrival, the party realize they must transition to the Dream Network, where 13 awaits them and where Vlad, as a human, can be found. Riot recalls her connection to her own humanity, makes the jump, and finds 13 on the other side. Crater and Celestine follow in her path, but in doing so are painfully squeezed, arriving in the Dream Network alongside their own disconcerting doppels, who immediately set off into who knows where. And now we steel ourselves to venture deeper into this unfamiliar network. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. A faceless doppel Celestine and a frantic, hurting doppel crater vanish into the network. 
and you are reunited in the Dream Network's memories tier, the four of you. Though 13, they seem to be stuck somewhere between corporeal and spectral. You're still surrounded by fractals, and in contrast to the information tier, the fractals here are less angular, more organic and rounded, but shifting endlessly, just the same, in a soft array of pastels and rich, gem-colored light. The biggest difference here, it dawns on you as you take in your surroundings, is the feeling of wholeness, completeness. Unlike the digital network, there is no sense of a vast missing piece. Hmm. Is, um... Is everyone okay? I feel like I felt some turbulence. <laughs> yes, turbulence would be the word, 13. I am. I did not enjoy that, uh, that journey. That was, uh, I, I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really the most natural feeling in the world. Uh, still kind of processing that whole leap. Not eager to repeat it, if I'm honest. But you did it. That's pretty cool. Yes, yes, we did it. We are here with you. I'm so glad that we... We didn't get separated. That that would have been even worse to my mind. Yeah. I remember the first couple of times I tried it too, and I remember the pain. So I can tell you that it kind of gets easier, I think. Um, but yeah, I just take care of yourselves. Um, where are you guys, like, f- physically? Like, in the memories tier? No, um... Where did you go into the networks? Oh, like oh, in the real uh, world? Y- yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You're, you're going to laugh. <laughs> it, it is a little funny. It, it sucks. <laughs> okay. We, Good start. We may or may not be doing a little bit of a cuddle puddle. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. In, in a bed it, with Vlad at the moment. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, we are amongst his silk sheets. Silk sheets? Oh, God. They're, they're black silk. They're real comfy. Oh, they are so comfy. Are. <laughs> I'm not too happy about it, just putting it out there. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're at Vlad's. Well, technically, we're in the sub-basement layer of Vlad's place that is in a side room that is being guarded by some sort of demonic ooze monster. But we lit him on fire. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> we, we do believe that, that it is on, on fire. I mean, we are ostensibly prisoners, but I don't think anybody expected us to crawl into bed with the master of the house. Yeah, we have the element of surprise on that one. <laughs> yeah, they're they're locked in, in here with us. Yeah. <laughs> <Suckers>. <laughs> That's right. Vlad's in bed with us. We're not in bed with him. (laughs) Okay, so let me get this straight. Um, Vlad's basement is where you are, but it's being guarded by an on-fire monster. But there's a nice silk sheet bed. Okay, that's good. Um, The reason that I'm asking was like, I'm at the cathedral right now. And I was like, well, maybe I can go and try to help in the physical world but um yeah are you are you not able to help like guide us in here um so so this is as far as i've gotten um i know how to shift networks sort of i think is what we're doing um i know how to do that really well because this is sort of where all of my work happens i don't 
know how to get further and I feel like even though we're here together now, I feel like you're sort of more in control than I am. I don't think there's anything more I can do here, but I do want to help. And so I was thinking maybe I could try to, I don't know, meet you where you are. Um, but considering you're past several obstacles, <laughs> some of them being on fire, um, I do have an alternative plan. What's that? Well, so if I can't get to you by just walking in, I think I might be able to get to you through magic. And I don't really have the exact abilities that we might need, but I do know someone or something that does. There's a lot of fae around me right now, and uh. I, I think that they look. We are not playing truth me. or dare. All right. Okay, but I don't sh- but care if it's out. the difference between getting out or not. No more truth or dare. Not gonna happen. Cards on the table. We will have to play some truth or dare. No. Nope. <laughs> I dare myself to walk back out into that room with the ooze monster. This is, we will fate. fight the ooze monster. And that's fine. Listen, we're in bed with like a nasty ass vampire guy like I'd <laughs> almost rather at this point fucking <laughs> nasty ass nasty <laughs> now Miss Wright does raise a good point we are in bed with this this nasty ass vampire if we if we accomplish what we set out to do here in the in the networks what effect is that gonna have on Vlad in the real world I don't know anybody who's done anything like this but what I assume is that I think he's just going to be really vulnerable, which is good for you, but also potentially really dangerous. I think there's potential for him to be like kind of like a scared animal and maybe really volatile. So whatever you do and however you do it, I would just say that the the, the final element of this whole plan, it probably has to go pretty quick. So... So, you know. so are you are you proposing to use the Fae as some sort of getaway for us? That was my thought. I know that they could do it, provided we do something in return for them, which is truth or dare. Yeah, <laughs> which is ultimately kissing. Which is probably kissing. It, it is. It's so. It's just so much kissing all the time. <laughs> you kind of get used to it if you need a lot of favors from the Fae. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Have you ever had someone cast guidance on you to kiss a frog? <laughs> it's like another layer. <laughs> it's like you're both making out with the frog. <laughs> well, like, would they be able to... Like, you're proposing that they come and kind of, like, help you get to us, help us get away. Would they be able to aid in the... Uh, you know, the pinnacle moment, the, like, the ultimate taking down of Vlad once he's awoken, once we're out of here? Ooh, maybe. I can see what I can do. They might want something more than truth or dare, or just more truth or dare, so be, be ready for that. But I, I can see what I can do and see if they can... Is there anything in particular that you're 
thinking? Well, it might be nice to have just, like, more targets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if they spent their time <laughs> occupying the folks upstairs with a whole bunch of truth or dare so that we Ooh. could, you know, <gasps> slip ourselves Whoa. out, that would be ideal, really. Yeah, <gasps> if, if, they, if they can get them all wound up and do, like, some sort of orgy, we can, like, sneak by without <laughs> being... Like, That's <laughs> right. Then the Fae get what they want, all the kissing and the truth or dare they can handle, and we get what we want, which is none of that. Can I ask a question about the Fae? Yeah. Why are they so horny? <laughs> you know, I'm not. That's a great question. <laughs> like, does that stem from something? Or <laughs> thirteen gives you a long lecture about the history of the uh, Empress <laughs> Arcana. <laughs> it goes on for a while. <laughs> wow, that explains that. Yeah, there's lots wow. of hand gestures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've never looked at it that way before. But it actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I'd be horny too. Yeah. So, Crater, you will be then kissing frogs next time. Um. <laughs> okay, so use the Fae to potentially... Okay, so you're saying that there's people upstairs who are potentially dangerous. Definitely dangerous. Yes, they threw us down the hole. Yeah, like, if, if anything, just to distract them while we're in the networks... And then, like, a quick getaway afterwards, helping us with that would be a big help. If we need to tackle Vlad when we come back to ourselves, then uh, it would be nice to do so three-on-one instead of three-on him and all of his cronies. Okay. Now we're thinking with gas. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fucking plan, you guys. How long do you think you need in here? Huh. One hour. That is hard to say. One hour. What one hour? Apparently, it's exactly one hour. Let's roll with and that. I, is that one hour in real time or one hour in in network time? I know it's yes. different. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, it gets a little funky. Okay. Well, um, maybe if you can just send me another pip message, like as soon as you're out, I'll be waiting outside hopefully and i'll come in and we'll do the fastest round of truth or dare you've ever done and then we'll fucking hightail it out of here beautiful okay (laughs) well your help is uh is much appreciated extremely 13 on don't know what we would have done without you well you guys are doing the fucking thing like this is some crazy shit um (laughs) this is awesome but also just be super careful yeah our plan was to go into the networks and kill a names for Atu, or in the networks, let's go kill a names for Atu. Yeah, I don't see any way that that could be, you know, dangerous or not careful nah. at all. I will be entirely nah. fine. That will, yeah, of course, be just fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and with that absolute certainty of fineness, <laughs> three of you set about sending out your f- senses, looking for that barrier between networks, and then you find it that that invisible, thin, razor-thin sensation of a division point. And you recognize that you must all pose a question to proceed. Mm. Oh, so like the dream network's the exact same as the digital network, essentially like the tiers. Yes, so it appears that uh, the dream network is in parallel to the digital network in many ways. And this first threshold test will be the same. Okay. I can start. So Celestine uh, thinks about the the most recent pit message that we just received, um, and all of the work, the studying um, into um, information and, and and emotion and all of that that he did back in Midmoss, and 
asks, who are the composite couple? Roll me an intelligence saving throw, Celestine. That is a 17. All right. You probe through with your question, and as you begin to experience a similar and yet perhaps more organic sensation of slipping between the tears, your answer comes to you. And your answer is, they are lost, and while once tethered to several, are now tethered to only one, Ms. Mera. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, if that don't take the cake. And it do take the cake. And you slip through to the next tier. Who would like to go next? All right. Uh, I'm going to comb all of my frustrations of not knowing that we've had over the last little while. And I'm going to ask... Who is the orchestrator? All right, roll me that intelligence saving throw. Uh, 18. You two begin to slip through between these tiers, and the information you're looking for, the question you pose, you feel the answer begin to form. You did it, you made it, and then something, something very tempting and alluring reaches out and snatches the answer directly from your mind, and you hear, As far as you're concerned, I am the orchestrator, Riot. And I'm going to have you roll a d4. Fuck. One. (laughs) (laughs) And you slip through to the next network with a feeling of great dissatisfaction at your answer being plucked from you. And you hear the devil's voice once more. I warned you, Riot. And now... Please enjoy the blessing of the devils of the tongue. And you are going to have... (laughs) Just the way you said tongue, there's a a mental image of what that tongue is being used for and where it's being put that I don't like. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in the middle, like I feel both. (laughs) You're Wonderful. sad that's happening, but you're yeah. happy it's happening too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy about the duality, for sure. Yeah. You're so vexed by this duality of how the word tongue was just pronounced that you are going to suffer disadvantage on charisma checks for the next 24 hours. Oh, uh, well. Uh, we, can't, we can't all be charismatic all the time. <laughs> it's hard to be charismatic when the devil, with the devil's tongue in your ass. It's true. Oh. Is that where it was? <laughs> I mean, look, this is... That's when you pronounce tongue like that. That's exactly where it is. It's in the ass. It's in the ass. It's. <laughs> and we're back to asses. It all comes full We circle. never really left. <laughs> we never really yeah. left. Feels like home. All right, we have we have one tear jumper left. Okay. Yeah, I I'd be really careful about the phrasing of this question. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna swing for the fences here. Uh, I'm gonna ask. Where is the key? Mm-hmm. Roll me an intelligence saving throw, Crater. You're good at those, right? Hey, Crater, do you want a d6 on this? I have one cosmic omen left still. Yeah, yes, I do. Okay, take, take my last cosmic omen. D6, okay. Intelligence saving throw, plus zero. So let's, let's see. <laughs> That's a five. 
Oh my god. Wait, with the D6? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh I, my I rolled god. a two on the uh, I rolled a two on the D twenty and then a three on the D six. Oh. Okie dokie. Um you pose your question and the the material to form your answer gathers around you and flows within you and you you know it. You know where the key is. The answer absolutely astounds you, and as you flip through to the next layer, it slips out of your mind. <sighs> Bummer, dude. Though, we have arrived in the emotions tier. Well, how was that for everyone? <laughs> my, my butt's itchy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It seems that the composite couple are in some way tied to Mesmera, which I don't know why that keeps surprising me. It seems that the more we learn, the more that all roads lead back to Mesmera. Mm -hmm. But uh, just another piece of the puzzle, I suppose. Wow. Yeah, good info, though. Good question. I I wonder if that is why Honeypot and or Babra was at this party, too. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I'm sure they didn't want them there just for their entertainment. Um, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as entertaining as they are, as as amazing <laughs> musically as they are, no, I I, I would agree that uh, um, it seems that they they hold a value to these people, uh, mm-hmm. probably based on their parentage. And I don't think they're crafty enough to act on their of their own volition in this matter. So I feel like there's. They're being sent and placed and all that. Agreed. Agreed. God damn it. We're going to have to kill Mesmero one of these days, I guess. <laughs> it's, it seems like it's going that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be scary. For sure. Well, one murder at a time, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> Let's uh, focus on, on Vlad and deal with what's next next. Mm. <laughs> Don't count your murders before they hatch. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is that is true, you know. That that must be a good on wild saying because Ma always used to say the exact same thing. And I never you know really knew why. I, yes, I think it is. I think it is. They hatch murders. <laughs> they do hatch murders. Yes, that's right. There was a murder farm just down the street from Mom yes. Pa. Yes. Dino country. I have to write this in our world building document. <laughs> As you reflect on the answers that well, on the answer that you received, trying to shift between the memory tier and the emotion tier, you gather yourselves and sort of take note of what's around you. In this new place, the pastel fractals from the previous tier don't align themselves into pathways like the calculation tier of the digital network. Instead, the gem-toned light shines through from every direction, and with it, waves of emotion. Swirling around you are pillowy clouds of billowing pastel, which eclipse your view forward. Deep blues glow in every shade, highly pigmented reds and pinks that could be coming from any direction. Yellows and oranges vividly radiate, and then are overtaken by lush green tones. As you take your first tentative steps into the emotions tier, the visuals are starkly different from the digital network's counterpoint, but the discombobulating nature remains. Orienting yourself as much as possible amidst the shifting, pulsating color light, You think you catch the odd glimpse of movement. You start before realizing you are gazing into yourselves. Reflections of the three of you refract from the light in a mirror-like holographic array. They appear all around you, up, down, left, right, and straight ahead. Though oddly, 
Celestine and Crater, you note that your faces appear in more reflections than riots. And in this place of pure emotion, Crater, considering that you are missing a part which deals purely with emotional regulation, how are you feeling looking around and seeing into pure emotion? It's probably very overwhelming just kind of seeing every thought and emotion uh, like somewhat personified in front of you. It's all just whizzing past. It's probably hard to keep yourself centered uh, looking at everything in front of you. It is overwhelming. And as you start to realize that that overwhelming feeling is sort of bubbling up inside you, I'm going to have you roll a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. Oh, one of these. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, hey, it's been a minute. <laughs> oh, man, where was this roll last time? <laughs> uh, that's a 26. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. That Scalifaxa, man, it is keeping you regulated. Hey. Tell me how you sort of bring yourself back to center in this moment just to clarify so it's like we're kind of like in a like a house of mirrors type thing yeah right now clouds and mirrors clouds and mirrors of gems and gem-toned lights and the lights are made of feelings yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's very yeah. straightforward yeah. Right. you know you what know. that'll trope <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think i think what crater does to like center himself i think he probably gets lost in all the reflections at first and is like scanning back and forth between the different varieties of us plastered everywhere on here and then i think you just stand behind right and celestine and put a hand on both of their shoulders just to kind of ground himself and mm. say that like th- these two in front of me are are the real versions this is us at this moment like don't get lost in the sea of other versions of us And you do sort of notice that, Crater, and all of you, as you step up to some of the different colored lights, Crater, you sort of catch a glimpse of yourself in one of the blue light reflections, and you see a version of your own face, though its expression is peaceful, then suddenly sort of contrasted with, like, a sadness. And as you take a step closer, the reflection shifts in response, and the face of sadness and the face of serenity sort of go back and forth depending on which angle you're looking at it in the blue light. Like these these reflections, are these uh, are these tied to a memory, or is this just, or can I like infer that these are just like my emotions that I'm looking at, like, or is this a specific time that I would remember? I would say, and everyone can do this. Make either a perception insight or arcana check <laughs> all right and tell me which one you're rolling when you roll it oh i got a nat 20 perception oh wow Ooh. oh okay. uh i i also got a nat 20 uh oh. I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say insight <laughs> very nice <laughs> i'm gonna do an arcana check and it's uh three so Ooh, that's still pretty good. It's all right. Crater and Celestine, I think that this makes sense that you both catch this because as you look around, you just catch more visions of yourself in the light. There's more reflections of yourself. There is riot, but it's not as prevalent as the two of you. You step up to the clouds and you start to try to determine if this is from a memory, but it seems to be just sort of a vision of yourself as a piece of yourself, as that emotion. But... As you look closer in it and start to like push through the clouds and walk a little bit further, you're starting to see something that might be what you had described. It might be memories. And this place seems to be filled with a lot of memories and not just your own. You're seeing a lot of different people 
in these clouds and they're not looking at you like your reflections are they're just sort of like visions in the background but you're sort of seeing into a sea of different people's emotionally tied memories as you get closer and i think like because you were talking about mesmera not too long ago you all sort of notice that like every once in a while from a cloud you can kind of catch a glimpse of her you catch glimpses of other people you notice and you certainly notice that the most prevalent people that you're seeing in these clouds are humans that you know because of course we're in the dream network is there anything that we can glean about what mesmera is doing anything, any context to the memory or or whatever it is that, that we can see that relates to Mesmera? In fact, you can. I'm going to describe, because I don't know how to describe this thematically, I'm going to describe it mechanically. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys roll. If you would like to get insight into a specific person's emotional memories. I'm going to let you roll to see if you can sort of like pinpoint a specific emotion that you'd like to see, a specific kind of memory. And depending on how well you roll, you might be able to get some insight into a time or a place where they were feeling such a way. But before you do that, I am going to have everyone roll an arcana check. <laughs> 19. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Ooh. That's enough. I think that Celestine and Crater are preoccupied with seeing their own reflections and Riot, as you sort of start to see other people's reflections in this, you start to get a better understanding of this. Yes, you might be able to look into someone that you know their, their emotional memories, but you also know that if you don't do that well on this check, there is the potential that the person you're trying to access might be alerted to the fact that you're digging through their emotional memories. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> my, my. Oh my. Okay, so there is there is a risk of alerting certain folk then. Let's go through a list of all the humans that we know um, that Teaspoon. might be important. Teaspoon. Mesmera, obviously. Yeah. Uncle Edict's an android. Um, Yeehaw McGraw. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Honeypot and Babra. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. Um, we got Bonbon bon as well. Um, it's been a minute since we've uh, interacted with him, but Demands Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of seems like Demands might be on the side of JD, right? It seems those two that's true. have a working relationship. That does make right. some sense. What about Patricia Tremolo? Are they a human? Yes, yes they were. Okay. Like, adjacent, but, like, could still have some insight. Or beefs impartial. <laughs> beefs impartial, indeed. <laughs> uh, Celestine is pointedly looking away from any memories that look like they might be cakes. <laughs> like, I don't know, does it make sense to swing for the fences here and yeah. go for Mesmero? Or do we want to do someone that's connected to Mesmero that might not... It might not pose as big of a threat if they know that we're trying to spy on them. That's true. We don't often play on the safe side, but like I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. I kind of want to go for Mesmera, <laughs> yeah. just throwing it out there, you know, just trying to cover all the bases. So many baseball references right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I support that. There is a decent chance that Mesmera already knows that oh. we are up to something relating yeah. to her, and so alerting her may not even be that much of a surprise. Yeah. We're sus, so <laughs> swing for the fences. <laughs> I, I would agree. So what what emotion do we want to pinpoint then? Um, I kind of want to get a memory from Mesmer of her being like... Afraid. Afraid. Yeah. I want to know 
what scares Ms. Mara. Mm. Or like vindictive or like what time she was like evil or something because maybe we can see she's like how she's connected to all these pieces that we keep getting or like what drives her what makes her feel fulfilled like what her end game might be yes what what brings her joy what is what is her greatest happiness like should that just not be her her kid I mean, you'd think so, but I, <laughs> something tells me that having met her child, <laughs> perhaps not. Hard to love. Hard yes. To love. Um, I also wonder about frustration. Like if there's been a moment where we have not gone according to the plan or if something has gone awry ooh. for her, that might expose the line leading up to that point and the next moves. That's interesting. So DMs, we would like to know everything about every emotion Mesmer yeah. felt. If you don't mind, just Well, and I will say that there's no limit to how many times you can try this. Hmm. It, it seems like each of you could do this. You could try it more than once. You know, obviously the more times you do it, the more risk you put yourself at to fail. Um, but I will also say that this is going to be a wisdom check, straight wisdom roll. However, you can add plus five to your role if you give an emotional memory to the cloud. All right. Well, I have a plus five to wisdom, so I probably have the highest base at the moment. Yeah. Yep. I can I can give an emotional memory. I can. I, I would be willing to do this if uh, if if you were all here supporting me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we got you, big guy. Let's go. All right. Um, so what what is it that we are looking for then? What did we decide? What is the first thing that we'd like to know about Mesmera? Hmm. I feel like your fear idea might not be a bad one to start with. Yeah, but that could give us some good insight. Like we'll either find out she's like afraid of spiders or like <laughs> like they're her, her biggest weakness, you know? Yeah. Spiders. Or, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> spiders. I mean, if it's spiders, spiders, then this all gets a lot easier. We just go get some spiders. <laughs> no. Okay, so Celestine closes his eyes and thinks about when he'd come back to himself after having lost his memories and uh, found himself wandering in the middle of nowhere and then and then the wander back to civilization and when he found the, the little farmhouse, Ma and Pa's farmhouse and just kind of collapsed on the front porch. The feeling of just sheer relief and comfort and safety when this woman stepped outside and looked down at him and 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 just just oh my goodness and and put an arm around him and that was the first time he ever met Ma and immediately felt uh, felt safe and felt home. There's a beautiful dichotomy there of a sadness and serenity, and with that, the blue gem light rushes up and the cloud sort of surrounds you for a minute, and then just like. <sighs> breathes over you and takes this emotional memory from you. You still have it, but you can see that you've sort of given a piece of yourself to this cloud. All right. And if you'd like to roll your wisdom check. So I'm getting plus 10 to this, right? Yep. Shit. <laughs> 24. <laughs> Tell me again what emotion you were trying to pinpoint from Mesmera. We decided to start with um, the thing that Mesmera um, is afraid of the most. So fear. Yeah. yeah. What scares Mesmera? You go in searching for fear, and as you do, there's sort of several colors that want to come at you at once. 
And I'm going to let you know, like, what the essential emotion of those colors are so that you can, with your super high roll, redirect towards one of them. And those feelings are self-doubt, anger, or overwhelmed. Do I have time to share this with my friends before I make this decision, or is this, like, just happening? Yeah, I'm fine with that. You guys can meta it a little bit. We meta it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Ms. Riot, Crater, where do we want to go? Sorry, can you give us those options again? Yeah, please. Self-doubt, anger, or overwhelmed? Uh, I mean... Fear leads to anger. I was going to say, right, yeah. like, <laughs> my vote would be for anger or self doubt. Like, I was thinking self yeah. self doubt as well, Crater. I, I I mean, anger is good. We we could we could use that potentially to to throw her off to distract her. But my concern is that many things can make a person angry. But uh, but what makes them doubt themselves? is uh is usually quite deep seated. I I trust your gut here, Celsin. All right. Then we go towards self-doubt. You move towards that feeling of self-doubt which turns out to be yellow light. It fills you and surrounds you and you're fishing for Mesmera and then there she is. You see a vision. She is presumably in a home, one of her homes, holding a letter as her fist trembles slightly. You see Bonbon come up behind her and take the letter from her hand and say, maybe this is for the best. And she looks up at him with uncharacteristic self-doubt that her experiments at the grate have been discontinued. She is banned. Is there no way to see a more detail what's on that letter? Sure. Um, oh, should we should we roll? Yeah, make a perception check. Fifteen. With a fifteen, as this emotional, concentrated emotional experience from Miss Mara like fades from vision, you try to hone in on that letter. You can see that it is signed by the office of the regent, and that it refers to something going wrong with her experiments, and it is a ban for essentially as long as the regent is in power. Mm. Who Who's the current regent? Regent Ray. Are they old? Are they like, are they like a relatively young? Like in age or like yeah. in ruling? Okay. Uh, both, um, I guess. Well, they came into power this year. The When you were at Riscotech, when you all did your first adventure together, like that was her first, that was her coronation year. Mm. Um, mm. And she was, you know, going. Doing her tour. Doing the tour, yeah. Doing the rounds. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I I definitely share this with Crater and Riot when I come out of it. It seems as though Mesmero was working at the same lab as the composite couple mm. when they disappeared. That makes sense. And uh, she was working on something that is is now no longer no longer acceptable to the Regent. So hold on one second here. If this is a memory then this wouldn't be Regent Ray that made this decision. That's a correct assumption. The previous oh. regent. Okay, which means oh. that... Okay, so 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 this means that Mesmera may have been able to restart her experiments with the, with the coronation of Regent Ray. Oh, holy... F- what did the sun say to me? Um, mm. yeah, yeah, based on what the sun arcana told me last time, sounds like... Mesmera is piecing together something for a quote-unquote great tool and asset. So, I yeah, I think you could make the assumption that she's could be back in the lab doing her experiments again. 
Um, and that could be why the composite couple disappeared in the first place if they were working in the same area and petitioned against her work. Or perhaps she is trying to bring them back. They did say in their message to us that they are they are tied to somebody that they 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 care about and that they're trying to get back to. And I don't know if that's Mesmera or not, but uh, but there is some relationship there for sure. Okay, that's a lot to think about. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> should should we all should we try again or should we? Is there somebody else we might like to see into? I was wondering about checking on Teaspoon somehow, but I don't want to alert the person who's been putting up the blocks either. Oh, that is good thinking, Ms. Riot. That is good thinking. If Lux gets gets some sense that we are interfering in Teaspoon's mind, then uh, we might be at a disadvantage down the road. Yeah, it could be just too much risk for not enough information. We did have two other emotional ideas for Mesmera. Do we want to take that risk? Well, we're here. I mean, who knows when we'll get another chance like this. All right, I'm, I'm down. So what emotion are you choosing? <sighs> uh, all right, what do you two think? There's frustration and there's, like, joy, fulfillment. Is there one that stands out? We could do both. I could just do one and then, Crater, you could do the other if you wanted. Yeah, I guess like maybe yeah, maybe frustration and then just joy, like you said, that might we can get a full full spectrum of Mesmera. Okay, you know? yeah, that sounds that good is to me. A good plan. Okay, uh, then frustration. May I may I give Riot guidance on this? I'm Ooh, yeah. You certainly can, and also like anyone is free to offer up a, an emotional memory for that little buff. Yeah, I am gonna offer up an emotional memory. There's, it's kind of uncomfortable, but. Riot uh, thinks back to this moment where she was young and in sodium and still, you know, had been there for some time, but was still kind of getting the bearings of city life. And uh, she walked out into a high traffic area. There was tons of people walking around and it seemed like a good moment to cross the street, but she didn't see uh, a giant and correct me if this isn't the correct vehicle, but a giant bombardier coming directly for her, streaming through the crowd, and a hand grabbed her left arm and pulled her backwards. And it was the first time that she had physical touch as she turned around and saw that it was Scavenge. They'd known each other from across the room, here and there, kind of in the same circles, but that was the first time that the touch had happened. And it sparked so much in her. And that's the memory that she's going to give forth. Kind of uncomfortably, kind of almost regretfully feeling joy from it. Ugh. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, Riot, can you can you remind me which, which arm is your mechanical arm? Left. Cool. Okay, that's 19. The memory is offered up and accepted by the emotions tier. And in return, looking for frustration, the color green overtakes you. And in this beautiful color, the feeling of overwhelmedness rises and you see Mesmera darting back and forth between a computer and her pip. Back and forth, back and forth, click, 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 click on both of them. Something is going wrong and she becomes sweatier and sweatier and faster and faster as she tries to control whatever experiment is happening before her. Can I 
pry into uh, some details of the scene as to what that experiment could look like. To probe deeper insight? What do you think, Jay? Perception? Same as Celestine? Yeah, perception is fine if you want to see something, or insight is fine if you want to, like, glean more of what she is feeling, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I want, I want to see. Okay. Yeah, okay. Ooh, 22. Nice. As the green light sort of concentrates and threatens to overtake this vision of Miss Mara that you're having, you look beyond her, beyond her computer, beyond her pip, and you see two metal slab tables with two sets of just clothing lying on it, as if someone has, like, come up and laid them out as if there's a person. But there is no person just clothes on a metal slab. And beyond that, through the window, tall grass, a lake, mountains, even further beyond, <gasps> and you get pulled out. Hmm. Wow. Oh, sorry, DMs. Only only Riot sees this, right? Or do... So this one that we all see. I like the idea that, like, the person who's controlling it is kind of, like, bringing the vision up to the forefront of, like, the clouds. So I think you could all sort of see it. Cool. Cool. Now... Can I ask then, if Celestine can see it, does that view out the window, does that look in any way similar to the view that I I got of the place when I had my first creation point reverie? Because what you're describing with like lakes and mountains and stuff like that on, you know, it sounds to me very similar to what it looked like when I first plugged into a server um, before we hit the blink brush. It sounds that way. Celestine, because it is that way. Hmm. Fuck yeah. Well, dang. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Investigative. (laughs) Jesus, we're making some headway here. Crater, what do you think? Want to take a stab? I'm not... I'm I'm willing to. I'm not very wise. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Crater, that is patently untrue. I have learned so much from you and your life experience. That is, don't you sell yourself short, fella. We can also, we can call it here if you're, if you're feeling like... I want to play too. <laughs> well, you have, you have guidance from me then. Okay. Okay, so what do we, what do we want to aim for here? Do we want to, do we want to do joy like we said we were going to? Or is there, you think... With the new information that we have, can we go somewhere else? I do like your Joey idea. I do feel like it would round out a lot of the information that we're getting here, possibly. I would agree, yes. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll go for Joy. I, I as well am going to offer up a memory. When we're offering up a memory, do we then lose that memory ourselves? No. No, okay. you're just, you're leaving a piece of yourself. It's almost like your doppel when you came here. Like, it's gotcha. not that you're losing a piece of yourself, you're giving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Sharing, even. Sharing. Okay. So, since since I'm going for joy, I'm going to offer up a joyful memory. Uh-oh. Crater is going to think back. It's probably about 20 years ago when he was just sitting at his place watching the Mid-Moss Mothballs <laughs> win their first championship <laughs> in the International Battle of Sports Ball in about 50 years. That's the that's, that's the IBS league. Um, <laughs> it it was the first time in a long time in his adult life that he had cried. Um, it, it was long overdue. Um, he was just sitting there by himself on the couch watching it on TV. I had no one there to share it with because no one else 
at the compound was really a big fan of IBS. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who but, isn't a fan of IBS? Oh my god! God bless. That's that's Crater's memory. Oh, that's and he finds IBS around him. Oh my god! I have this sad image of Crater sitting at home alone, like in his jersey, in his sports ball jersey, oh. with a foam oh. finger on, in his living room. Oh, that no. is sad. Why did you make it but, sad? No, his team won a championship. That's the greatest joy as a sports fan that you can, that you can experience. <laughs> How would you know, Sean? Sean, this sounds informed. <laughs> I wouldn't know. All right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's a wisdom save. I have a plus five and a D6 from Guidance. Uh, D4 from Guidance, sadly. D4. And it's not a save, it's just a check. Just a check. Wisdom check. Well, uh, that was a nat one. Oh, oh no. That's oh, so my, my God. God. Mesmera knows our exact location and what can kill us. <laughs> and you all die. Yeah. yeah Mesmera has die. our true names. <laughs> uh, you have inspiration. Uh, yeah. I... I don't think I do. I used it. I used it on episode thirty-three, so I don't oh. think I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I used it when I was making the jump. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, fuck. Y- yeah. Well, what happens when you offer this up is that you're you're sort of overtaken with red, and then blue, and then yellow, and then green, and then blue, and then red, and yellow, and green, and then orange, and it just spins and spins and spins and spins and just sort of kind of spits you back out into the mirror cloud tier, unfortunately. As it does, Crater, you look into the clouds and you can see one of your reflections staring back at you. Although as you move, it doesn't move along with you. And as you sort of like go to stand up after getting knocked out of the cloud, you see it turn around and start to walk away. It's not a reflection. It's your doppel. Fuck. Um, I, I, I think I fucked up. What happened? Um... I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I started to feel it and then I got really confused in there and then I just popped back out and I, uh, I have nothing to confirm this, but I feel like I'm in, I feel like we're in trouble right now. Um, Did we see his doppel walk away? Yeah, you all, you all saw. Okay. His doppel sort of like stand up and not stand up, but sort of stand and face you and then walk the other way. What does that mean? I don't want to play this game anymore. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's move along. Maybe. All right. All right, enough time spent then. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are on a bit of a clock as it is. Mm-hmm. And like we said, if there's been any alerting, it's nothing that we, you know, didn't already have going on anyway. So not to worry. Yeah, okay. You all remember when you were in the digital networks with Snowshoe, the way to get from this tier to the final tier that you did in the digital network, at least, was to do a reality check. And you know that to get from memories to emotions, it was the same as the digital network's counterpart. So you assume that a reality check is going to be the thing to get you to this next, to the next tier. However, Crater, as you sort of emerge from this cloud and you see your doppel walking away, the clouds start to get a little bit more obscure and a little bit more prevalent and they start to fill this area. You can't see anything and it feels heavy. You feel like you might have to find a break in this area to be able to perform a reality check because as it stands, you are being filled with this emotion and it's 
feels almost too heavy to move to the next tier. Okay, can I can I just like break into a run to try and mm. like get away from here? Yeah. It, maybe like even in the same direction as my Dovel was walking. Okay. Oh, hi, it's B. Yeah, one of the DMs for Planet Arcana. That's right, right. Look, I just wanted to touch base to see if you've done any thinking about that business opportunity that I mentioned. I just, uh, I just think you've got a lot of potential and that uh, we could make something really magic happen if you were just willing to invest. Okay? All right, so if you're just looking to get your foot into the door, we can start you off at the Page of Cups investment tier. So for $3 a month, that gets you your name on our list of patrons and the knowledge that you are contributing to realizing a piece of art. Next up is the Knight of Swords tier. So for $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes, one-day early access to episodes, and digital downloads to all episode content. But if you are looking for the most prestigious tier, I believe we have room for you in the Queen of Pentacles lounge, where for $10 a month, you will get everything from the previous tiers, plus access to our monthly recharge episodes, where we come together to discuss the spicy, juicy, personal, and incriminating details that an investor needs to feel secure in a partnership. So on Recharge, uh, you know, we get personal, we bully each other, we praise each other, we bully brands, we bully our patrons. That's been a really popular feature. If a monthly investment structure is not your thing, no problem. We also have a coffee account. And if neither coffee nor Patreon are your thing, then another great way to support the startup is through reviews and ratings. Every time you leave a review, a dog gets a high five. And every time you tell a friend, a cat gets to push something off of a ledge. Every time you leave a review, we wake up with a song in our heart. And every time you tell a friend, the wind whispers compliments to us. Finally, uh, if you're interested in learning more, why don't you uh, come up to our socials and see us sometime? Uh, or you can check out our website, planetarcana.com, or our Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash planetarcana. Oof, barely got that one out. Anyway, nice running into you. Uh, say hi to your spouse, and thank you for discussing this opportunity with me, and I hope to see you at the Investors Conference. Cheers. Celestine and Riot, what do you what do you do as you see Crater just book it? So yeah, presumably there's no discussion here. We just, Crater just starts fucking steam engine taking off. Oh my god! Uh, what? Ms. Riot, what what do we what do we do, Ms. Riot? Uh, I, I, run I after him, I guess. I oh, don't know. Oh, all right. Oh, okay sure. then. I will. I guess we run. Let's go. You take off after Crater and you start running through the clouds of emotions. And as you run into them, at first you could just sort of tell what feelings they were. The blue had this like serenity and calm and the red had the love and the anger. But now it's less of being aware of them and more that they're starting to fill you. Almost like they're overtaking the emotions that you're feeling. It's starting to become a little bit overwhelming. The three of you run for a little bit and Crater, after not too long of running, you sort of stop suddenly because you see your doppel in the distance and it's walking towards Celestine, but a faceless Celestine. It approaches Celestine's doppel and as it gets there, it looks almost like confused and then it looks back at you. You all try to ignore your reflections here 
Because as you look around, your reflections are still all over this cloudy light. You try to find the barrier separating this tier from the next, and you can't find it here. But you do see Crater and Celestine's doppels, which sort of stop where they are and look at you. Crater's doppels' eyes turn red. Hey. Uh-oh. It's familiar. Hey. And it starts to run towards you. Oh. And I'm going to need you guys to roll initiative. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, shit. Gosh, Wait. damn. Wait. No. <laughs> no. 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 Dirty 20 for Celestine. Uh-huh. Nice. I got a 19. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. I have advantage on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, much better. Uh, Well, it's a 13 for Critter. 13. Okay. I want you guys to know also that I pre-rolled initiative for Celestine and Crater's Doppel, and for Crater's, I rolled a 23, and for Celestine's, I rolled a nat 1, which was so fucking perfect. (laughs) As Crater's Doppel is starting to run towards you, Celestine's kind of like, its head spins a little bit and starts to look at all of you, and you notice it starts to take a hostile stance too. From beyond them, from the clouds, you see some other doppels appear. The clouds of gem-tone color start to condense, and with them a heightened sense of emotion, energetic and overwhelming, sadness, serenity, longing, love, anger, confidence, self-doubt. The emotions start to feel like they have a sentience of their own here, and it starts to feel as though they want to overtake you. The doppels that start to emerge from the clouds You don't recognize them, though it's obvious many, if not all of them, are symbiotes or modded humans in various heightened emotional states. All of them, also, seemingly desperate to get near the three of you. Crater, you stand in a cloud of red right now. I would like for you to roll a strength saving throw. Oh, the thing that I'm most good at? Yeah, (laughs) gladly. (laughs) Oh god. I... Fucking rolled another nat one. I know oh you because you said that. I was like, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> okay, so sort of two feelings start to fill you up here: love and anger. And as you stand here, you're trying to grasp hold of like any positive emotion here, and the negative one overtakes you: anger. When your turn comes around, your only action is going to be attack the closest person to you, which for now is the doppels so i think you should be okay okay celestine you are surrounded by blue light i am gonna ask you to roll a wisdom saving throw okie dokie uh 14 same as crater you try to pierce through this cloud of emotion try to hang on to anything positive and you do there is a sadness that sort of whooshes by you But you grab hold of this calmness, this serenity. A relaxed state takes over you. You will be rolling with advantage on attacks. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, cool. And finally, Riot, you stand in the green light. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. Mm, 11. (laughs) You try to grab hold of this energizing light that is piercing through you, but it's too much. You start to become overwhelmed. While you're standing in the green light, the damage against you is doubled. Fuck sakes. At the top of the round is Crater's Doppel. Crater, your doppel facing you. I mean, it's just come running up, its eyes flickering to red. It reaches and reaches for you. And I'm going to slam you. Oh, it's a nine, but I'm going to roll again for my second attack. 
It's a nine. <laughs> oh my god. It, it's too emotional. It just like it reaches for you and it, it's blinded by emotion and, and it can't quite land what it's trying to do. Great job, Retac. Crater, why are you attacking yourself, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of your doppel's turn, as it misses those blows and just takes you in and gazes at you, it opens its mouth, but what emerges is not your own voice. What emerges is, we both have illusions we need to pierce, one from inside of you and one imperceptible to me. Help me pierce the veil before the illusion overtakes you, Crater. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> that is deeply unsettling. Crater, we are on the precipice of a new dawn. Humans and androids reaching new horizons. We will flourish. We will rise higher and higher, but it only works if we aim high and never look back. Uh, so, Crater's doppel having just ended his turn, these three unknown doppels of symbiotes and modded humans that have appeared behind him start to flank the three of you. The first one, it's going to move up next to Crater between him and Celestine and uh, going to take another couple of hits on Crater here. Wow. <laughs> Twelve? Nope. Second one... Wow, 10. Oh nope. my god. I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll love to see it. The doppel doesn't. It's grasping at you desperately, Crater. <laughs> it just can't seem to, to grab on. <laughs> Fortunately, it is another one of the unknown doppel's turns, and it's going to come up right up next to Riot. Hmm. Take a couple swings. 14. That my armor class is 14. Oh, all right. So it reaches out for you. It seems desperate for you in this, like, this really emotional way. Like, there is violence to it, but it also seems so needy as it grabs you. And you are going to take 14 bludgeoning damage. And then I'm going to have you make a strength saving throw. Okay. And 14, of course, is doubled. Oh. Is there any kind of thing on, like, uh, uncanny dodge where it's like halved so then it's just like the normal thing or is that not a yes thing? okay cool so it's you can use it once per round so okay. if you'd like to use it I'm gonna use that now yeah, yeah, yeah okay so just 14 then um, so just 14 and then a strength <laughs> saving throw 18 all right it is trying to grasp at you, but it just can't get the kind of hold that it needs, and you twist out of its grasp after it hits Ugh, you. Fucker. Um, it's going to go for a second attack, and that's a 12. Does not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is unsuccessful. However, it opens its mouth, and out of it does not come a stranger's voice, but instead... It's not too late for us, Riot. If you want to dominate... You have to bind, and raw desire is what you do the best. It is everywhere, Riot. The injustice. So many have lost all sense of accountability. Let us rewrite the rules. And it is the third unknown Doppel's turn, and it goes... Sorry, I didn't realize we were in a fucking Arcana fight today. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it runs up between Crater and Crater's Doppel, right up next to Riot between her and Celestine, and it's gonna level a blow against Celestine. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. 11. <gasps> and... Nope. Okay, here we go. 24. Yeah. Okay, so... 
that one is going to be a big old wackaroo. Oh, it's a medium <laughs> wackaroo. You're taking five bludgeoning damage. <laughs> and then make me a strength saving throw. Four. Cool. It doesn't work. I mean, your saving throw does not work. That is, you have been grappled as this thing desperately tries to pull your, you into itself, seemingly. It opens its mouth as it tries to pull you into it. And you hear, Have faith in a new tomorrow, Celestine. You have a purpose and a future. Be reborn in me. Stop what you're doing, Mr. Wanderoff. Keep things static. You're looking at this wrong, and if you don't change your perspective, you could lose it all. And that will bring us to Celestine's turn. Well, I don't know if the star has the right of it, but I certainly know that the hanged man is, uh, is, is not speaking sense. That's for sure. All right. Okay, so I'm, I'm grappled, right? Uh, that's speed reduced to zero, but I can still cast spells and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Celestine. <laughs> This is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to take in all at once. <laughs> um, I think Celestine is uh, is feeling pretty overwhelmed, and uh, uh, he he goes, "Well, I've been saving this for a special occasion, and it seems like now or never." And pulls out a particularly large joint that he's had tucked behind <laughs> his ear, <laughs> lights it up, takes one big long drag, and then tosses it into the into the middle here, and just says. Heads up, crater. It hits the ground. For a moment, nothing happens. And then it just bursts into flames and he casts Wall of Fire in a 20-foot <gasps> circle to encircle everybody there, which does include Crater. Hell yeah, I'll take it, baby. I, I, you are resistant to fire. I figured this was the time. Oh my god. When the wall god. appears, each creature within the area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, 5d8 fire damage or half as much on a oh successful. Oh my god. Oh my god. I wow. Think, I, I think it's going to be Crater versus Doppel Crater here in just a moment. <laughs> okay, so what's sorry? What's the save roll save? Dexterity save. Okay, I can do um, Crater and Celestine's double if you want to do the three others. Okay. What's your spell save? Nineteen. Oh, I failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So seventeen, twenty-three, and eight. Only the twenty-three saves. Crater's doppel rolled a five, but Celestine's doppel rolled a nat 20. Oh. Somehow that's appropriate. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so five, the eight, let's see here. So that's 28 damage for anybody who failed and 14 for anybody who saved. Okay. So for Crater's doppel, I'm assuming he's also resistant to fire. He is not. He's Ooh. not. Hell yeah. Oh, you should have told me that. <laughs> and now the the inside of the wall is the is going to be like the dangerous side. So any creature that ends its turn inside the wall is going to take another 5d8 damage. Um, or wow. if it enters the wall for the first time on a turn. Cool. Wow. How are the uh, how are the how are the little doppels looking here after that? Fricked. <laughs> Fricked. Okay. Then I will bonus action chariot and I will fire. Um, at the one right in front of me and I do so with advantage in the blue light, yes, right? you do. In the blue light. <laughs> that is a 26 to hit. Yep. <laughs> I'm hitting the one that is that hit Celestine the last time, the one that's directly in front of me. That's got you grappled. Got me grappled for now. That is 13 damage. (laughs) It looks really messed up. How you feeling in there, Crater? You all right? (laughs) Feeling tossy, but feeling good. (laughs) Ryan, how you doing? Uh, Good. I'm going to fucking 
initially just move over and bathe myself in this nice little purple pink light. <laughs> oh, very nice. Make a, please make a strength saving throw for mm-hmm. me. Okay, that is 15. That feeling of being overwhelmed starts to subside and instead starts to replace itself with a feeling of love or longing. Now, instead of having damaged against you doubled, instead, any attacks against you have disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very nice. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, target Crater's Doppel there. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to take a shot through the flames. Uh, I'm going to roll for that. That is, that's 23 to hit. <laughs> yep. So first of all, <laughs> I'm going to flip from that green light over top of all the flames and land on one knee, basically, then flip my arm into gun position, take aim. I can see Crater and his doppel clearly through the flames looking in front of them, and I shoot my double barrel uh, shotgun through the flames Sick. to give, and that's including sneak attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's including sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> 29 damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Riot, how would you like to emotionally regulate Crater's Doppel? <laughs> okay, so like I said, I'm down on one knee. Uh, I see Crater facing his Doppel as the flames lick around them. It's as though everything zooms in on my eye, it like, if there was a camera, it would then pivot and swivel to zoom in on the barrel of my gun. It bursts with flame and artillery and you follow the bullet that goes through the flames, passes by Crater's head at a very intimidating but controlled amount of space and (laughs) burst into the Skull, oh. metal skull oh. of Crater's Doppel. Oh God! And I simultaneously <laughs> say to myself, "I'm sorry, Crater, because it's his image, but also like it's yeah. gonna get Crater." So I'm at peace <laughs> as it falls to the ground. Crater, you watch yourself get shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome! You obliterate Crater's Doppel. It falls into the fire, and in fact, as it falls into uh, Celestine's ring. <laughs> 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 um, not ring of fire as it falls into it's, it's, it's a burning ring of fire. Yeah, it's <laughs> right burning in. ring of fire. Yeah. Right in there. More, more fodder into... for the erotic fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Jesus. Um Craterstein. Okay, um, as it falls into as it falls into Celestine's burning circle. <laughs> It's not getting any better. <laughs> it disappears, and there's no fanfic to be <laughs> But as it does, Riot, as you literally see a vision, a different crater, and lock into it and shoot it with such precision and watch it fall and disappear, and you know it's not the real crater, but you've watched yourself deliver a final blow, some emotions start to overtake you. Mm. As Crater's doppel falls, it pierces your emotional core. The tear rearranges before you. The colors emulsify. They thicken. They fall before you like a curtain. No, not like a curtain. An actual set of stage curtains. Which part? The curtains rise and you see 
yourself, in front of you, walking out onto the stage, which faces a large, dark, low-ceilinged room, somewhere secret, somewhere underground. Then, a shockwave of sound and emotion, stretching before you and into the blackness, a crowd of hundreds, thousands, an uncountable crowd of fringe folk, composite beans, runaway analogs, starry-eyed scrappers. They are cheering, weeping, reaching for you. And you see yourself reach back in bliss. There's only one way to truly achieve control, Riot. Influence. Look at them. They need you to bind them. And you look upon the path of the devil. Everything flickers. The ceilings rise and become the sky. The walls fall away and become topiaries. You are flooded with fresh air, somewhere bright, somewhere consequential. Trumpets and horns join the ravenous cheering. Deep royals, cogs, specters. They are cheering, weeping, reaching for you. And you see yourself reach back in righteousness. There is only one path to absolution, Riot. Influence. Look at them. They need your rule of law. And you look upon the path of justice. You look upon your sun-bleached audience, the vivid blue sky, the dingy warehouse, teeming bodies stretching into blackness. You're swept up in your sway over them. These needy, adoring ones. These vindicators. These zealots. Who would give themselves up to you. The colors emulsify. They thicken. You hear, Riot. All I desire is for you to make the right choice. And you find yourself back in the emotions tier. Christ almighty. (laughs) (laughs) Jeepers. And that will bring us to Crater's turn. Sorry, I went to make a bonus action. Yes, please. Is that okay? Please Sorry. Um, yes, I got course. swept up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a bonus action of uh, casting Branding Smite. Oh, sick. Cool. <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. I think maybe like that happens almost simultaneously as the vision and it sort of all happens in slow motion. And then you kind of like come back to yourself in the tier, having cast the spell, feeling ready, mm-hmm. but feeling a little... Overtaken, overtaken, swept up. Yes. <laughs> uh, Crater, you are up. Uh, DMs, sorry. I fucked up. I didn't write down what my condition was. I failed that yes. strength save at the beginning. I forget what the consequences of that was. You um, have to attack the closest person to you at disadvantage. Closest enemy I have is one of these uh, loser doubles that are on... <laughs> the brink of death. Do the, do the loser doppels, do, do they remind us of anybody? Do, are, are they familiar in any way? No, all of these, um, all of these doppels are not people you recognize. Right. Well, uh, I'm going to jump into a rage, going to do my slinky arms ability and for my first attack, uh, I'm going to do this recklessly. So that's going to cancel out my disadvantage. So I'm going to attack recklessly with my slinky arm abilities at this uh, loser doppel that's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's just a straight roll. Ooh, that was a natural 17. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That hits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I ask you to make a wisdom saving throw please oh it's a dirty 20 Ooh. all right never mind then uh, i will <laughs> i will i will save that for another day i guess uh but you are going to take 11 damage Oof. and you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it again the exact same thing i'm gonna do another slinky arm uh it's another natural 17 so it's gonna hit again i'm gonna ask 
for you to make another wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Five. Five? That's a fail. Oh. First off, uh, your damage is going to be 13, but (laughs) DM's helping me out here in case I killed him. Uh, Maybe first he has to do this effect that I just did on him. So I'm going to use a new ability that I have called uh, Infectious Fury. I've renamed this on my on my character sheet for some reason, uh, and I've called it Fuck Your Friend. Um, <laughs> so the target must use its reaction to make a melee attack against another creature of your choice that you can see. So I'm going to make this loser doppel attack the one that's directly beside him. Oh, oh. Okay, so immediately upon failing that save, this unknown doppel that stands next to you turns to the remaining unknown doppel and takes a freaking slam at it. And that's a 19, so it's uh, the other doppel is going to take 11 damage. Oh, please tell me that kills it. I will tell you that it does. And so <laughs> how would you like this doppel to take down the other doppel? <laughs> yeah. it's a, and also it's a murder-suicide just so you yeah. know, they are both they going both down. Die, yeah. <laughs> does this go down <laughs> so uh my i think my my slinky arm uh it's so i extended it out and i wrapped it around uh the initial doppel's uh neck like a python <laughs> and just like it slowly starts to constrict and then i kind of just like motion to his like buddy and be like get him and he kind of just turns and fucks him up just stabs him right through the face I guess <laughs> as, as, as he crumbles like he maybe looks back at me like looking for approval and I'm like great job and then my arm just constricts around his neck and then oh, pops his head off <laughs> wow that's um, anything else on your turn crater uh, can I can I use my movement uh, to, get to, the fire. <laughs> to try and jump try and jump out of this fire yes Celestine if I cross the fire wall do I take you're damage? all good you're all good as okay. long as you don't end your turn gotcha okay uh, I'm gonna run towards my friends. Uh, I'm gonna run friends. towards. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run towards Celestine. Nice. And I'm gonna get out of this fire and let the other two burn alive in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Celestine, the doppel who was holding you tight that had you grappled. You watch it fall as Crater's other, <laughs> the doppel that Crater attacked took it out, <laughs> and it disappeared. And you feel a release. It it lets go of you, but as it does, a different feeling starts to fill you. This unknown person's doppel stares into you as it goes down, and it too pierces your emotional core. The tear rearranges before you, the colors emulsify, they soften, they pull and expand, stretching before you like rolling hills. Rolling hills covered in soft grass, in which you lie with your companions. Your two companions, who you know so well. Yourself, Crater, and Riot. The three of you forming a pinwheel shape from above. The grass tickles your face as you pass Riot the joint. Crater passes you a can of bean oil from which you swig. (laughs) One of you begins chuckling, and the other two join in. They don't need a reason. You have the shared countenance of those who have utterly let go of doubt. There is only one way to pause everything, Mr. Wanderoff. Look at them. They need your surrender to keep things the way they are. And you look upon the path of the hanged man. Everything flickers. Seen from above, your pinwheel shape begins to spin in the grass. Spinning and spinning, then slowing to a stop. And this time, there are four. Yourself, Sombra, and another. 
Professor Ma'ilhi. The latter two are cloaked in blurry obscurity, but you and Sombra, you gaze at each other deeply and serenely. Sombra's happy little wink, your small, hopeful smile, you have the countenance of those filled with purpose. There's only one path to be reborn into your memory, Celestine. Hope. Look at her. She needs your faith in order to meet once more. And you look upon the path of the star. You hear the click of Riot's mechanical arm as she places her arms behind her head and begins to hum a tune that you somehow know, though you've never heard it. You feel the warmth of Crater's boiler from your other side as he drones on his metal exterior. You hear Sombra's voice as she begins to sing softly and the voices of the two blurry companions as they join in. And most surprisingly, you hear your own voice rising in harmony, singing two sets of songs with two sets of companions. Mr. Wanderoff, all I want is for you to make the right choice. And you find yourself back in the emotions tier. Fuck. I think that Celestine is, um, he's extremely shaken by that. I think the light gun in his hand flickers for a little bit and he's just, he's, he's weeping. You start to weep and the light gun flickers and Crater, you having just taken out these two doppels and feeling a sense of accomplishment of clearing the battlefield, you notice Celestine wavers and then you yourself start to become overtaken with feelings. No. You don't have a doppel staring into you right now, but these clouds pierce your emotional core anyway. The tear rearranges before you, the colors emulsify, they saturate. They gather and reflect your image back at you like a mirror. No, not a mirror. A version of you. A magnificent crater Wayne, who stands tall and bold, silhouetted by the strong orange light of a crusting sunrise. He leans down and gathers into his arms a humanoid figure with a gleaming metallic body. And with ease, this crater lifts them high, high above his head, and the two of them glow brightly, powerfully. There is only one path to success, Claydale. Vitality. Look at them. They need your strength to breathe new life. And you look upon the path of the sun. Everything flickers. The sun sinks in the sky. The morning light becomes midnight stars. The air cools around you. This other crater stands, equally magnificent in shadow as he was in the light. He repeats his gesture, leaning down to gather into his hands. Something imperceptible. Crater himself is barely a silhouette as he stands upright, regards the item in his hand, takes it between his fingers, and places it into himself at the back of his neck. There's only one path that conquers fear, Crater. Your subconscious, look at yourself. He needs your strength to shatter the illusion. And you look upon the path of the moon. You look upon Crater as he looks up into the night sky, shakes his head with a quiet chuckle, then nods once with the quiet dignity that comes of a satisfying conclusion. You look upon the morning-lit Crater who lifts the humanoid body, which seems to suck the sunlight into it. Its finger twitches once. It's blinding. It's obscured in darkness. An endless seesaw of conclusions. The colors emulsify. They thicken. You hear... Claytel, all I want is for you to make the right choice. 
crater, you find yourself back in the emotions tier after that. You all sort of stand here having taken out a significant amount of the doppels, but feeling overwhelmed with all of the emotion of this tier and these messages, the dichotomy of the Arcana speaking to you. You take a moment and take a breath and look out and the clouds of emotion starts to part. And you can see in the distance, doppels, countless doppels running towards you.